This is session 60 of the law of one. And in this first part, we're going to touch on personal material center around Carla. Let's begin. This is one of those long sessions that we have to break down into three parts. And this first part, I wanted to dedicate it to the personal material that is there. Remember, the personal material was released in 1996, if memory serves, on book five. So this, if I were to start the session without the personal material, we would go directly into pyramids. But you pyramid lovers have to take a break, and so do I. And we're gonna dedicate this session to that personal material that was um, published in 1996. And that I think it has some really relevant information for us now that we have explored the model of compassion, wisdom, balancing the densities and everything else we talk about here. So with that in mind, uh, remember this first part is going to be personal material. Then we're going to touch on pyramids in part two. And part three is going to be scattered topics here and there as Don asks some different questions about harvest and meditation and some other stuff about the earth itself being the structure of the earth and so on. So. That's going to be our, our bonus part <laughs> to cover something, something more uh, varied. So I expect this first part to be on the shorter side, because like I said, there is only personal material. It starts with, and just for the record, the first question was excluded actually from the original books and not discussed in the, um, in the personal book, book five, it was it was one of those questions that if you read the law of one info website, you will find that there's a lot of questions, not that many, but there are some questions that were not included at all in any of the books, any of the original books, and they were first published in 2018, 16, 18, I believe, with the raw contact. And this is one such question, but you can see the unimportance of it because it's just done asking the condition of the instrument, if I'm right. I believe that's what he said. And yeah, just Ra said, this is as previously stated. So not much to say there. And then they go into the first real question, I would say, which is the one that we're going to start with. And it's done saying, it is my opinion that the best way for the instrument to improve her condition is through periods of meditation, followed by periods of contemplation with respect to the condition and its improvement. Could you tell me if I am correct and expand on my thinking? Ross says, meditation and contemplation are never untoward activities. However, this activity will, in all probability, in our opinion, not significantly alter the predispositions of this instrument which caused the fundamental distortions, which we, as well as you, have found disconcerting. So, right from the first question, we can get some valuable information. Um, we, we have to place the importance or the practicality of things where they should be. And when Don is saying that he thinks that meditation and contemplation will aid these distortions, Ra first says that uh, meditation and contemplation are never, um, you know, they're never activities that you don't want to recommend. You always want to include that. But the, um, the activity will uh, not significantly alter predispositions and these predispositions are pre-incarnatively chosen as we'll discuss a little bit in the follow-up questions 
And these predispositions were placed by Carla before incarnation, like I said. And these are the ones that are causing the, the distortions that they find disconcerting. I guess disconcerting in the way they have manifested and how they are affecting the contact in this case. And I mean, Carla in general as an entity, but yeah, this is, uh, this is basically what we do. We place certain conditions on ourselves that are chosen because they, they provide a sort of inner environment in which we can thrive in certain lessons that we came here to, uh, to learn. And that's going to become more clear as we go through. But I think we have spoken about this in the past. Just keep in mind that there are certain distortions called health that we can heal and should heal. But there are others that we think are health issues and are not. They are simply, and this is health. I'm using the word health here in the definition or the meaning of clearing out those things that we are not and or that shouldn't be there. Like traumas, for example. Traumas are things that cause a certain illness in us. And once we clear those blockages that trauma heals, then we are healed physically too. This happens, but there are others that um, we shouldn't even consider them health. And I think this is why Ra sometimes call, they say what you would call health, because to them health may not mean the same thing that it is for us, because any that is discomfort for us is already a medical issue and if you allow me especially because this part is going to be short um this is something that i would just add because we are in the topic of health i personally this is just me have a um, philosophical discrepancy with what we call medical conditions and i was discussing this with one of my friends who was telling me that her son has what is called muscle tone. I forget the terminology of it. Um, but this is, I'm not saying that this is not real, but it seems to me that we are very eager as scientists, as professionals in the medical industry to put a label onto something. And this is, to me, reinforced by the plethora of medical conditions that we have now for kids because they behave in a way that is unexpected and I know I may be sort of alone here but I don't think these are medical conditions these are just behaviors that we can't categorize within the normal expect uh, expectation of what we call the status quo of humans and so we have a sort of stereotype and we should we should be like that that is the healthy being right and anything that doesn't fall into that we can just say well there you know there is an inefficiency here we use always negative language to refer to people and i'm sure you have been diagnosed with a lot of conditions i have been diagnosed with a lot of conditions um <laughs> i mean there are so many things there's some of them are just laughable for example, anybody who has gotten into some sort of bodybuilding or um, acquiring more muscle mass than you usually have. And being lean, you would go to the doctor and the doctor would say, well, you are on the overweight and obese you know, chart. <laughs> that doesn't make sense because you're lean. You just have more weight because you have packed more muscle. But they are so... Um, want in putting people in categories and having categories that you know we all end up with some sort of diagnose that we need to treat so to speak and so you know these health conditions should be first analyzed in light of what is this teaching me what is the lesson behind this um and and you know if anything all my rambling on the medical industry is just to not let yourself be affected 
I mean, it is true that we we all can be diagnosed with different conditions. That's fine. We can we can be told that. Um, but don't let it become the ruler of your health. Don't let it be. Uh, and I'll give you the example of my mom. Once she had a heart attack, which is a big thing, she came. She became traumatized by it, and she was limiting herself because she had a heart condition, and she survived it, of course, but. Uh, you become overly concerned with anything that might cause you're living in fear basically of your supposed condition and I don't think that is healthy not certainly not from the mind perspective but um, it, if anything it's just an, a recommendation to not be entranced with what the medical condition says and I do say um, I hold my opinions kind of loose, but I have them strong, is that we have an overabundance of symptoms and diagnosis now that are just there for some, some reason to explain something and something that can't be explained otherwise. And um, going back to my beginning example, this kid who was diagnosed with this muscle tone actually is a healthy kid. And I told her she is. She's, he seems very healthy to me and he doesn't have any of those symptoms anymore. And, you know, that made her pause and think about it and say, why do we keep calling him that then? You know, it's just just one of those things, you know. But in any case, there are things that are placed there and, and it makes sense because it'll allow us to explore in a specific direction. And those are pre-incarnative pre choices. So. We move on to question three, where Don says, can you tell me the best approach for altering to a more acceptable condition, the distortions that the instrument is experiencing? And so Ra says, there is some small amount of work which the instrument may do concerning its pre-incarnative decisions regarding service to the infinite creator in this experience. However, the decision to open without reservation to the offering of self when service is perceived is such a fundamental choice that it is not open to significant alteration, nor would we wish to interfere with the balancing process which is taking place with this particular entity. So we have one big to unpack here. <laughs> um, so what can Carla do? What can we do to alleviate this distortion? This is Don's question. Ross says that there is some small amount of work to, uh, to be done and um, this is concerning the pre-incarnative decisions regarding um, being of service, basically, to, um, to the Creator in that incarnation. Now, they say, this is, this is the thing, the decision to open without reservation. This is what Carla was uh, inclined to do. She was in the martyrdom area of just devoting herself to service and this caused a lot of issues of course or we'll just call it issues it called other distortions it caused other distortions and this is what they mean when they say the decision to open without reservation the offering of self when ser service is perceived is um, okay, so this is all the martyrdom effect that Carla had an overabundance of compassions, just dedicating myself to a full service because that is just what I want to do and I want to help you. This is um, again overabundance of compassion, and okay, so this is such a fundamental choice that it is not open to significant alteration, meaning that. It is very hard to tell somebody, stop giving yourself so much for others and without causing, um, you know, other distortions or repression, because that is what she chose. And that's what she she came here to experience, that devotion for others. So it's not even an imbalance that you can say, oh, it needs healing. That may, in fact, be causing a balancing in her overall mind, body, spirit complex. So it may be okay to be that way. And you can see this is why Ra sometimes would say like, 
okay, it's your free will, but if, you know, meaning that if, it, and you are going to get a couple of things, hints here, that Carla could be uh, working her way to an early grave by doing these sessions, by fully utilizing this martyr uh, syndrome that she came here um, configured to be. And, you know, it was her choice. That's why Raul always said, it is your choice, you know, to do the sessions. It is your choice to do whatever. But answering your question, if you want to preserve the body or the incarnation here, then you may want to do this and that. Uh, but this is, you know, what, um, what Carla chose to do. And so Ra says, and just to emphasize that last point of mine, they say, nor would we wish to interfere with the balancing process which is taking place with this particular entity. Which balancing is that? If she chose to become um, overly compassionate, then the balancing seems to me like she was balancing wisdom. Uh, or she saw an opening for balancing wisdom in a way that she hadn't before. So they do not wish to interfere with that balancing process. It is all her free will and her choice. So Ra says, continues here and saying, the wisdom and compassion being so balanced by, these, by this recapitulation of fourth density is helpful to this particular mind-body-spirit complex. There you go. It is not an entity much given to quibbling with the purity with which it carries out that which it feels it is best to do. We may say this due to the instrument's knowledge of itself, which is clear upon this point. However, this very discussion may give rise to a slightly less fully unstopped dedication to service in anyone working so that the service may be continued over a greater period of your space-time. So, <laughs> see, here's where we get the hint uh, on that last part, but first, Ra says, the wisdom and compassion being so balanced by this recapitulation of fourth density, meaning that the wisdom and compassion now being so balanced by this experience of fourth density as she's experiencing right now, fourth density, love, compassion, um, which is the overabundance that Carla had. So this being very helpful to this particular mind-body-spirit complex. So in just in raw... Ra's worthing, <laughs> complex Ra, saying basically that this resulting balance out of the wisdom and compassion that is being um, is being manifested in Carla is very helpful for her because that's what she chose and what she wanted. Uh, they keep talking about Carla saying that it is not an entity much given to quibbling with the purity with which it carries out that which it feels it is best to do so she doesn't you know she doesn't think it twice to uh, to carry out that which it feels um, right to do or best to do so they may say this that is simply them saying that they are allowed to say this because um, not allowed but they are capable of saying this because they're not infringing upon uh, Carla's free will or knowledge because she already knew this point of her well enough But they do say and this is the hint that we get that Carla uh, It's okay. I mean, I'm not saying see that sounds terrible, but <laughs> It was okay The the universe would be fine if Carla would have died in one of those sessions because she had given Everything that she came here to do. It was fine. It was a lesson learned she did what she's, she was doing. Actually, I may even say that what I just said makes no sense because everything is fine no matter what. Um, but that's not what happened. Carla didn't die there. So Carla extended her life for 30 years almost, right? It would be 20, 30 years almost from, from this point, 1981, 34 years. So, um, but Ra does say that this discussion, what they're talking about, may give rise to a slightly less fully unstopped dedication to service. <laughs> what? What are you saying, Ra? <laughs> slightly less fully unstopped dedication. So, I like to read this as 
give rise to a instead of fully unstopped meaning you know like a ball charging to its target just fully unstopped just one direction true compassion I will die for you well slightly less than that <laughs> to the service in any working um, so this this the discussion that they're talking about may give rise to a little bit of a catalyst for Carla to consider and say hmm okay yeah I don't think I want to die this fast I think I want to extend my service and you know be be of help in for more years and so that this service may be continued over a greater greater period of our space-time you see if she would not have done this slightly less or more much more less of an intensity of <laughs> full dedication oh, I hope this makes sense Rob does make it complicated um, so instead of just giving your old give much more or less so you can take care of yourself and so this would continue her her work for a greater period of time so you can see you know this is even though it was her pre-incarnative choice she has free will to manage it here and either fully dedicate herself to it or gradually you know live with these conditions you can see how carla was in a lot of health issues i would recommend you there's always links in the description if you don't have the books you can go download them they're free in case you didn't know um, you can buy them if you want to support lnl research but you can download them and check them out book five i'm talking about here session 60 i don't know which fragment i had it open just recently but you can just go check it out what is it fraction or fragment or fragment um oh this is a long session i highly recommend uh fragment 34 of this session go go look it up and you can read don not don i wish uh jim and carla's comments on this session which are pretty long and you can get an idea of carla's you know uh, conditions and everything and how she evolved and so on so go read that what did i say fragment 34 session 60 just jim and carla talking about especially carla talking about her conditions and everything else they always made some good commentaries on the session and the personal questions that they were being discussed so we may continue with more information question four Don says, you're saying then that the physical distortions that the instrument experience are part of a balancing process. Is this correct? Ross says, this is incorrect. The physical distortions are a result of the instruments not accepting fully the limitations placed prior to incarnation upon the activities of the entity once it had begun the working. The distortions caused by this working, which are inevitable given the plan chosen by this entity, are limitation and, to a degree, consonant with the amount of vital and physical energy expended, weariness due to that which is the equivalent in this instrument of many, many hours of harsh physical work. Okay, another big one to unpack. <laughs> so, um, Don says first, he believes that the physical distortions that Carla was experiencing are part of a balancing process. And that is not so. You see, the part of the balancing process is the pre-incarnative choices that made her be of a certain personality, if you will. Um, and this personality here, which is not, it's not something that she is from where she is. Like um, our our makeup in other densities is not. Uh, it's not comparative to um, to this density, but what we what we choose pre-incarnatively here develops a sort of personality or individuality that we call right. So that is what is part of the balancing process. Ra says that the physical distortions, which is the pain that she was experiencing, are a result of. Carla not accepting fully the limitations placed prior to incarnation. So if you go against your own programming, which 
probably all of us do, <laughs> we experience some sort of limitation. Um, and for example, um, I will use again my uh, previous experience in bodybuilding and powerlifting. I was very much in love with powerlifting, but I was a mediocre lifter. I experienced a lot of pain in my back and I just couldn't get the training right. It was to me, I mean, of course, you know, people would say, oh, you messed up here and there. You could have done better this way or that way. Uh, but trust me, I mean, I, I was there long enough to see that some people, which they call uh, genetically gifted. Well, sure, they were programmed for that. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean that you can't excel at something. But to be competitive, say, in some certain things, you just know that some people have the gift, the genetic gift for it. They were programmed that way. That allows them to carry on their um, pre-incarnative choices this way. In my case, I, I wasn't programmed that well, um, or not that well, not that way. And, you know, me going against that would start causing injuries, which it did. And this is how I learned that, okay, maybe I'm not um, programmed to uh, deadlift more than two and a half my body weight. <laughs> I think that's excessive for me. Whereas, you know, others are, yeah, you know, two and a half is like the average or standard. Well, within people who are gifted that way. Um, so you do have limitations and you have to go with that and accept them and say, if I keep going against it and not accepting them, I will continue to have problems. Now, Carla had these issues. And so the limitations that she was experiencing were a result of not accepting those pre-incarnative choices that she had. And so uh, upon the activities of the entity, once it had begun the working, um, the distortions caused by this working, which is the raw contact, which are inevitable given the plan chosen by this entity, okay, that she was um, fully dedicated to service, and limitation, and our limitation and weariness. I think this is poorly phrased. I don't know if it's just me. Shouldn't they be our, the limitations and weariness, or our limitations and weariness? I don't know. Uh, due to the to that which is the equivalent of, in this instrument of many, many hours of hard physical labor. So you can imagine the um, um, how Ra is comparing the distortion, the distortions caused by the Ra contact on Carla were equivalent to a lot of hours, many, many hours of harsh, harsh physical labor. That's a lot. I mean, they they rarely you know, exaggerate, or they never exaggerate. And so whenever they say many, many hours, they're talking about a lot of time. And then them saying harsh physical labor, that's a lot of time doing a lot of work. So yeah, Carla was really beaten up by this context. So yeah, that's, a, that's impressive. I mean, we owe so much to Carla here. I feel like every word that we got here were paid by a significant amount of physical uh, health or uh, physical uh, comfort. And Carlo was plagued by this. If you read Carla's works, uh, I, th I think I've mentioned it before, she, she had a very hard time just moving her hands to type and yet she wrote books. Just amazing. My love goes to her and admiration honor, uh, respect, everything. So yeah, that was her, her condition. So Ra says and continues, this is why we suggested the instrument's thoughts dwelling upon the possibility of its suggesting to its higher self the possibility of some slight reservation of energy at a working. This instrument at this time is quite open until all resources are quite exhausted. This is well if desired, however, it will, shall we say, shorten the number of workings in what you may call the long run. Once again, it's another hint that Carla, the way she was doing the sessions, she would have died pretty early. 
why would Ra say that it's going to shorten the number of workings? As long as she was alive, I think the workings would have keep, kept going unless she was so damaged physically that they couldn't, she couldn't, I don't know, her mind, her body was so beaten up that she couldn't. I think what Ra is saying here clearly is that she would have, I mean, what's the difference between death and being unable to do what you love? <laughs> that would bring about death again. So Carla being so des uh, desirous of wanting to give this to, to the world, she wanted to do these sessions and she continued to do it. You know, she, she learned the lesson of extending and thanks to her, we have so many other channelings now. So, I mean, that last part is a huge hint that what she was doing was not going to, to work for her in the long run, like they said. And again, they do say, this is well if desired that she would continue to see how they say this instrument is quite open until all resources are quite exhausted. That again, you know, it's, it's another uh, symptom of being so open to service that you don't care about yourself. You don't mind dying, um, which again, it's not, it's not a true, not fear of death or, you know, fear of death is trying to take care of yourself. Uh, this is something that happened. <laughs> oh God, I apologize for laughing, but it is funny to me that it did happen at the beginning of Gnosticism and a lot of Gnostics or those who call themselves Gnostic would interpret Jesus' suffering as the way for liberation or salvation. And so there was a lot of persecution in the, uh, the early Christianity times by the Romans and they would make these Christians uh, swear that they would give up Christianity for their gods and you know this was their way to say no because then they would be you know um, they would be uh, flogged and killed and whatever they would they would experience the sacrifice of Jesus by doing this and you know there was um, I forgot the name of this Gnostic uh, who was very wise is um, he was um ah oh, I forgot his name but um wasn't Aurelius in any case he was very wise to write about this and say this is not what Jesus meant I mean this is wrong <laughs> you are not achieving anything by just giving yourself uh, to death just for this but these, you know, this was the interpretation of it. It's not true. This is not the true, I don't fear death. This is not, um, uh, doesn't seem to me at least. And while honorable and respectable, I don't know. I just don't think that's the way. I think a little wisdom should be in place. And that is the true understanding of Gnosticism, at least from its purest way of looking at it from uh, a non-dual perspective. In any case, that is what Carlo was um, was going through. And at the beginning, Ra said, this is why we suggested the instrument's thoughts dwelling upon the possibility of its suggesting to its higher self the possibility of some slight reservation of energy at a working so. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love Ra. We, uh, we suggested that the instrument's thoughts will dwell on the possibility of its suggestions of its higher self so maybe consider asking uh the possibility to reserve some energy to yourself uh on any working to your higher self you know <laughs> we're not telling you to do it but we're highly suggesting that you consider the possibility of thinking the suggestion <laughs> to your higher self to reserve some energy uh they're so adorable the raw the raw people in any case, um, let's go on. Question five. Don says, will spreading the workings 
out over greater intervals of time so that we have more time between workings help. I think, didn't they discuss this already? I don't know. Ross says, this you have already done. Yes, okay. It is not helpful to your group to become unbalanced by concern for one portion of the work above another. If this instrument is, in your judgment, capable, and if the support group is functioning well, if all is harmonious, and if the questions to be asked have been considered well, the working is well begun. To overly stress the condition of the instrument is as deleterious to the efficiency of this contact as the antithetical behavior was in your past. So, they had been spreading out the sessions. So Don, thinking that that worked before in a way, say, okay, so more of this medicine then. And Ra says, no, because this is already adding too much stress to you by overly concerning yourself with the working. I believe this sounds more like you're starting to see the contact with fear, with, uh, with concerns, and you should never approach anything, especially anything of this, um, this level of working. It's almost like approaching uh, your third eye or your contact with intelligent infinity with fear. That doesn't match. That doesn't make sense. You are going to be distorted. And that's why you should be well balanced, you know, as you continue to work. That doesn't mean that you, if you still have some fears, you can have contact with intelligent infinity. It's just that your higher self knows how to balance this. The, your higher self is that intelligence that is there and says, okay, you're capable of this right now. You're not capable of this yet, but your free will, if you become too hastily, uh, what's going to happen? You're going to want to contact higher intelligence too fast, like Hitler did, or try to and get even more distorted. So just trust, trust your life. This is the best advice I can give. Just. Don't try to do more, don't try to do less, just do what is there. And you have already the vision of love and compassion being the two things that need to be considered all the time. Am I having enough compassion here? Am I applying enough wisdom to this compassion? And so on. Um, do I fear this? Why do I fear? What's the lesson here? And so, uh, yeah, that's what Ra is saying. This you have already done and it is not helpful to your group to become unbalanced by concern for one portion of the work above another. See, oh, this one went well, maybe this one didn't go that well, how can we do uh, the next session so it becomes even better? Just do what you can, do whatever, do whatever you can, don't be overly concerned. Um, see, Ra says, if this instrument, Carla, is in your judgment capable and if the support group is functioning well, if all is harmonious, and if the questions to be asked have been well considered, basically if you have planned everything and you feel eager to do it, you feel that that same uh, energy that you felt in session two or three uh, where you started this and you were so eager to do it, that's how the contact was. I mean, think about it. So far, I think for 60 sessions, and it was beginning to be spread out already. I'll give you a more clear, uh, but up to session 41, for example, they were not even two months into it. They were barely two months into it. So in two months, they did 40 something sessions. How crazy is that? You know, um, by May, it was already uh, five months, not even five months and they have done 50, 50 sessions. So. It's, um, there was a lot of emphasis into doing all of this and that was their eagerness to do it. So don't let it, don't let anything darken your eagerness to do something. If you want to do it for a whole week, do it. If you want to take a break for a year, take it. Who cares? Just do what you feel is more balanced to you and harmonious. It's all that matters to overly stress the condition of the instrument is as deleterious to the efficiency of this contact as the antithetical behavior was in your past, which was to do it too often. And so don't overly concern yourself. Just do what you can, do what you want, always.
Okay. So Don says, aside from the workings, I am concerned about the physical distortions of the instrument in the area of hands and arms. Is there a, shall we say, mental exercise or something else that the instrument could work on to help to alleviate the extreme problems she has at this time with her hands? Ra says, yes. <laughs> uh, Don says, would this be an exercise of meditation and contemplation upon the alleviation of these problems? Ra says, no. <laughs> uh, Don says, what would she do then in order to alleviate these problems? Ra says, as we have said, this instrument, feeling that it lacked compassion to balance wisdom, chose an incarnative experience whereby it was, of necessity, placed in situations of accepting self in the absence of other self's acceptance, and the acceptance of other self without expecting a return or energy transfer. This is not an easy program for an incarnation, but was deemed proper by this entity. And here we have exactly what I said before, and much better phrased, of course, where um, Don is asking, you know, alleviation of her hands and arms problem, all those distortions, what can she do? And was, is there something, something that she can do? Ross says, yes, it's meditation and contemplation. Uh, what's it, what did he say? Would this be an exercise of meditation and contemplation upon the alleviation of these problems? See, that's not how meditation and contemplation works. Meditation, if anything, and contemplation would lower uh, at least the activity of the mind so that what is flowing through you can be perceived. You see, if you're talking all the time, which is our minds, if you're talking all the, uh, all the time, you can't listen what anything uh, else is saying or anybody else. Imagine you talking like me here. <laughs> if somebody else was talking, I couldn't listen to them because I'm talking, talking, talking. Nobody's, um, and I can't listen to anybody. So in the same way, meditation and contemplation lowers this overabundance of chatter in your mind. And it, as activity of the mind uh, subsides, then other information that is flowing through you, because you're not your intellect, you're not your mind, there is an information flowing that needs to be um, materialized, if you will, in thoughts, and then they'll come up. And you would say, oh, wow, you know, this is happening. I recently recorded a podcast talking about this and how meditation helps to communicate with that information that is always flowing. And I explained this exactly as, as I was discussing with somebody who was telling me her progress with meditation and the things that were flowing now through her mind, which she didn't know. It was a voice in her head and, you know, the things, the information that she was given was beautiful. You know, we are all together at this, we're all one and so on. This is a sort of channeling, if you will, too. And so meditation and contemplation work that way to see those things. And suddenly you say, oh, okay, I, I understand. And by understanding your own self, then healing can happen because behaviors will change. And so um, what is it that Carla can do? So Ra says, this instrument feeling that it lacked compassion to balance wisdom. This is the entity um, prior to incarnation, of course, because they say chose an incarnative experience whereby it was of necessity placed in situations of accepting self in the absence of other self's acceptance. So see her predisposition, her proclivity was to love people regardless of the other's acceptance. People will would reject her and she would still find a way to love him for that and accept them, understand them. This is this is a beautiful way, you know, to to explore compassion. But also the acceptance of other self without expecting a return of energy transfer. Basically just helping you without anything expecting anything in return. You know, this is a programming. 
that Ross says it's not easy for an incarnation, uh, but it was proper for the entity, for Carla. She wanted to experience this, so she got that. Now, if she explored this, because this is, again, this is something that will come up to you in meditation, or at least to Carla, you will feel... Um, it sounds silly to say it, but you will start accepting yourself as you are and say, well, I do love that. For example, I I noticed that this is something that I didn't do. I don't... Things like these, I just know were pre-incarnatively chosen by me. I always had a an inclination to talk to people who were in distress and offer them a way through analysis, intellectually, always, since I was a kid. I was 10, 10 years old when I wrote my first letter to somebody who was very distressed by the divorce of her parents. And I remember writing this in, and I remember the essence of it just being, you are a beautiful person. You have nothing to, uh, to fear about the separation of your parents. You know, like you are, you're perfect the way you are. There's nothing wrong with you. Uh, if memory serves, she was feeling guilty of that. And, you know, this is something that I've always had. It, it just brings me pleasure. It's a sort of pleasure that I, I can't find anywhere else. And it's just the possibility of helping another person see who they are in some way or another. I didn't know anything about any of this, of course. But I continue to do it even in my atheist days. I would just love to talk to people who are suffering for something and see how I could help. I don't think this is a very special thing. <laughs> I think this is very common among us. But you see, I think that it's a pre-incarnative choice, I believe. So I could experience that. And if I would repress that for some reason, because I just didn't feel worthy of talking to people or I was an introvert for some reason, then some things uh, were wrong in my configuration in this incarnation. But thankfully, that hasn't been the case, and I just still love, especially now more than ever, to help people. I just love it. I just love to show them what they can see because they're too blind to accept themselves. In any case, uh, they do go on with this answer, and we have more where Ra says, this entity therefore must needs meditate and consciously, moment by moment, accept the self in its limitations, which have been placed for the very purpose of bringing this entity to the precise tuning we are using. So, yeah, this is powerful. Further, having learned to radiate acceptance and love without expecting return, this entity now must balance this by learning to accept the gifts of love and acceptance of others which this instrument feels some discomfort in accepting. I can relate. <laughs> These two balancing workings will aid this entity in the release from the distortion called pain. The limitations are, to a great extent, fixed. So, uh, these last two parts, just beautiful. Ross says that, um, you see exactly what I was saying. I mean, if you don't know, and you meditate and you keep seeing this self, you know, it, it's almost like an image of yourself coming in a beautiful way, showing you who you are and saying, you know, hey, accept me. Because the option is that you're rejecting this beautiful part of yourself that wants to do this. So Carla meditated, meditating would have seen herself as, yes, you know, I truly love, you know, giving to people without expecting anything in return and accepting them even though they don't accept myself. I do love that. By you saying that, and in the case of Carla, you're opening yourself to, wow, yeah, you know, I, I can be this. And I, I love being this, you see? And then you meditate consciously on this, moment by moment, accepting the self in its limitations, those limitations that made her be the way she was, and um, for the very purpose of bringing this entity to the precise tuning we are using, I believe this tuning is the balance that Ra found in Carla for the channeling. And she would find this, I mean, this is 
this is six density. So uh, if six density is being um, capable of channel, did I say that properly? <laughs> if Carla was capable of channeling six density uh, frequencies, that means that she was being tuned to that precise vibration, and you know she would she would rest in that if she would meditate and contemplate these limitations. Which Carla then later said that she had by accepting that, you know, her limitations were just furthering her spiritual work. Now, Ra continues and says, having learned to radiate acceptance and love without expecting return, this entity now must balance this by learning to accept the gifts of love. See, this is something that a lot of us have. Uh, <laughs> I do have this. It is... Um, there is a certain discomfort in accepting the gift that people give to you. Oh man, I need to meditate on this. <laughs> uh, having learned to radiate acceptance and love without expecting return. Um, having done that, right? Because you first, you just love doing this for the simple fact of seeing the joy in other people. You know, I can relate to this so much. <laughs> it's funny. There's a reason why I'm laughing. But, yeah, you know, you do this and it's just such a joy, you know, to see people, you know, just when they, when they give that, ha, ah, that aha moment, ah, it's just, so, it's just like, ah, you know, divinity is pouring through them and you feel it yourself and you just want to hug him. Ah, it's just beautiful. <laughs> so having um, learned to radiate that acceptance and love without expecting anything in return, well, now you must balance this learning with the accepting of gifts of love and acceptance of others, which, again, you didn't plan that. Part of the, the plan was to just radiate love without any conditions, right? And having done that, you're going to receive gifts, but in that same uh, program, you feel like, no, 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 I don't want anything. But you're gained, you know, you're, you're being given... Uh, you're being given gifts, so what are you going to do <laughs> you need to balance that? And it is kind of hard because you feel like, no, 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 I don't want anything. <laughs> but you are getting gifts, so you have to accept them. So, and yeah, this instrument feels some discomfort in accepting. I can relate to that, like I said. These two balancing workings will aid this entity in the release from the distortion called pain. Ah, yes, pain because you're not accepting this is a message for me <laughs> all right Ra, thank you the limitations are to a great extent fixed of course yeah the limitations are there that's just what it is um this was very helpful for me <laughs> i hope it was for you too i'm sure you are uh you are similar in this regard so not only learning to radiate without the acceptance of others you don't care but also receive the gifts that, you know, people give you for what you do. Yep. Okay. Noted. Question nine, Don says, is the fact that the instrument already was consciously aware of this, the reason that the first distortion was not enforced in making it impossible for you to communicate this to us? Even Don is talking here like raw. Ra says, this is not only correct for this entity, which has been consciously aware of these learned teachings for some of your years, but also true of each of the support group. The possibility of some of this information being offered was not there until this session. So this is just a clarification that Don is asking about the law of confusion or free will that wasn't infringed here because not only Carla and Don and Jim knew, but also uh, for many years she has known this, but also uh, true for everybody else. Well, Don and Jim. The possibility of some of this information being offered was not there until that moment of the session. And that ends up the personal material that I have. And I have, after that, Let's see, we're going to start with pyramids next video. So this was the wrapping up of the personal material, like I said, 
Pyramids will continue for, the, for those of you who love pyramids. That will be the last time we talk about pyramids for a while. And if memory serves, again, it would be the last time we talk about them intensively or dedicated. So, we talked about a lot of personal stuff in terms of Carla, but we talked about also the, uh, the limitations that we have in ourselves here. Conclusions? I'm going to just continue on the line of meditation primarily for bringing about that which is already obvious, but so obvious that we obviate it. See? Pun intended. And because we, we benefit a lot from quieting the mind, this can come through. And now whatever comes through that you resonate with, and in my experience, it's just something that just, it just feels right. You know, it's not something, um, it's not coming from your intellect. It's not coming from duality. It's just coming from pure knowing. As you know this, you start accepting yourself and saying, yes, this is who I am. How can I continue to shine this self that I am? This iteration of the holographic creator. And as you do this, you begin to feel much more comfortable in your skin, whatever it is. I mean, it is quite common that we we get bombarded with so many things we have to do. You know, even in the spiritual communities, we get, you know, you have to heal, you have to do this, you have to visit, you know, you have to do yoga, you have to blah, 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 blah. All of that stuff that we, uh, everybody's offering from, you know, from the bottom of their hearts. But you're the one who knows. You're the one who needs to uh, measure yourself and see what is going on through you. This to me is is solidified with meditation um, and contemplation in the sense of reflection. I usually use the word contemplation for being out in nature or not even nature. It could be, I mean, I stare at the fireplace and look at the fire, just contemplate it while just simply looking at it. Uh, but reflection, say, reflection is something that you can do, and you know we have we haven't even uh, a specific yoga for this. This is jnana yoga, in which you know you're using your intellect to reflect upon these things, these divine concepts, and so on, and your own divinity in this uh, in this case. So if you can use this and allow it to be your compass then it is a much better approach than trying to do something externally from all the things that you hear that you have to do. Empower yourself um, by being yourself and allow that to be your, your north star, your guiding star. And you see, you don't need anything. You don't need a YouTube video. You don't need a book. You don't need anything. You only need to listen to yourself. So that is my recommendation for this video. Um, I have nothing else to say, but thank you. Thank you for simply being aware of who you are, for not even watching the video. Watching the video is, yeah, uh, an external thank you for being part of this network of knowledge, being spread out. Uh, but most importantly, I think we need calm in this world. We need a lot more, um, understanding that we are not the body, that we're not even the mind. And with that comes great peace. With that, we alleviate a lot of the consciousness in the planet, which is in, um, I won't say in dire need, but it's a, it's a process of cleansing that we need to do. And we're all doing it individually. So thank you for that. But again, as usual, thank you for watching. Thank you for liking and subscribing. If you haven't, click those two buttons. It's very simple. Helps the channel, makes me happy, makes you happier. And I have nothing else to say, but I appreciate you. I'll see you in the next video.